Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey everybody and welcome back to Knowing is Half the Podcast. This is Ray. We're doing the show and it's not all just me. There's other people here too. <laughs> Although my name is Ray Stacanus. This other guy's name is... That was... My, these these my morning DJ have really gone off the rails. As opposed to, you're implying that at some point they were they were on the rails. At some point there were rails. <laughs> we were at least near them. We were following the same direction. We were, you know, like, hey, these are going west. Let's follow these tracks until we get to a station, and then we can, you know, find food and water. Still and trying to find it, Chan. Still yeah. trying to find it. Still hey, what's your name, by it. the way? Uh, I'm Robert Chan. Gina Ippolito. And we are going to be talking today. About an exciting episode, where the reptiles roam. We're oh, going to West give Texas. Me a home yeah, where the reptiles roam and the deer and the antelope. Play. Beautiful, you beautiful. Load sixteen tons. And what? Do you, oh wait, we're just going for bass songs, right? Was that a slave spiritual you were singing? No. Like, let's just Another move right day. from Texas to slavery. That's a union. Wait, is that a slavery song? That is not a slavery song. <laughs> Old Man River is a is a is a slavery song. The day older and deeper in debt. Saint Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. You don't get to shop at the company store when you're a slave. Oh, I think that's how they I keep think, you I in perpetual right. servitude. Is, right. is because they charge you more yeah. than you make, and you have to keep working for them forever. It's the whole mother bleeping point of the song. This this episode was written. It seemed seemingly by a married couple. I'm going to yes, go out I, on a limb. I don't know uh, Jerry and Carla Conway. Do you not know who Jerry Conway is? Oh, I, I do not either. Jerry Conway, co-creator of The Punisher, the guy Are you who wrote the death of Gwen Stacy. Are you serious? He, I love The Punisher. I didn't even know that. Not only that, I mean, he has been writing for a long time. Before he even did that, he did the screenplay to Fire and Ice, that uh, uh, Ralph Bakshi movie. Movie. Yeah. Conan the Destroyer, he did the story for that. He's been, I mean, in addition to all the, you know, My Little Pony, Transformers, G.I. Joe, all the Sunbow stuff, he ended up writing for um, the Hercules series. 
The one with Kevin Sorbo? Yep. Wow. Uh, he wrote, like, Diagnosis Murder, Law and Order, Criminal Intent. So now what has his wife done? That's, She's that done I this do- episode of G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. I don't know uh, how she gets credited because... Like, Maybe she's, she pitched a few jokes. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, she did enough to get uh, uh, a co-writer credit on this. Yeah. Well, this is great. This explains why this episode had a little bit more going on than I, a lot of other ones. Yes, I liked this episode. Like, she only shows up as... A writer for those Sunbow shows and Conan the Adventurer, which I don't know if uh, if that was Sunbow. Is that the TV or show? Yeah, the cartoon. Okay. But I don't know if it's one of those things like uh, David Eddings, uh, the guy who wrote the Belgaria and the Malorian. He had been writing with his wife the entire time. And it was just under his name for the longest time. Interesting. Okay. And then eventually, Lame. you know, like, hey, we'll just, you know, like now we're both the co writers, David and Lee Eddings, I think it was. So, you know, I'm assuming that she's been writing everything with him. That's all so the- cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Well, there you go. Well, we open the episode uh, with corn, lots and lots Are of corn. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, that's the wrong corn, Chan. I wish that was how the episode. Opened. Had it begun oh, with man, Freak on a Leash, like it would have been the greatest thing. Standing there, I'd ever monkey seen. and head, and oh, beautiful. Uh, no. Uh, so Breaker's got one of the coolest pieces of tools here. The Joes are breaking into a Cobra compound in order to do some espionage, some spying, a and Cobra steal... Information Center. Yes. Yeah, which, co- by the way, that their security sucks. Their se- I was going to say, their security is the absolute most lax I've ever seen for something this clearly this important. Uh, they've got a couple... They've got a fence, and... That's, that's it. That's it. That's You don't need to be Solid Snake in order to break into this compound, is all I'm saying. Well, also, their doors are very... They trip people really easily. <laughs> yes, they do. Because so, I mean, that is a thing. Uh, so we open with Breaker. He's got the coolest piece of equipment I think I've seen in G.I. Joe yet. He, he's he got these like, clippers. That don't need to clip? Yeah. He's, he puts like he puts like electric uh, battery wires on the fence and then just sort of like puts it around there. And then using the electricity, he snaps the whole fence open. And is this a real thing? Can you, can you buy those? I'm going to say no. Not that I need no. to break into somewhere, but I'm just saying like it might be – that might be cool to have. I mean on the scale of um – like real to GI Joe, yeah. Like, uh, like, like, uh, globulus, 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 yes. globulus on the on a scale of real to globulus. Yes, this is like a um an eight, a point eight globulus, point eight globulus. Yep. So we call it like a uh, a snake eyes. That's about where that one is. It was a pretty unreal. Yeah. Okay. It seems cool. I don't know. So you're, if you're gonna do an espionage mission and you're on stealth mode. And you're going to send in four Joes. Mm-hmm. Are these the four Joes that you choose for this Does mission? I forget every time how how uncomfortably stupid Bazooka is. <laughs> and the reason I say uncomfortably is because I legitimately think he might be mentally handicapped. Like, legally mentally handicapped. And I feel like the U.S. military is taking advantage of his sheer strength. He, he's got to bring something to the table, absolutely. But... Uh, because here's the four people you got. You got Snake Eyes. Okay. Yeah, I'd take him for espionage. He's bringing a wolf. Yep. But, okay. You got Breaker, who I agree with on this mission because it's, it's a... It's he's a techno- breaking in. Well, it's a techno... Yes. <laughs> it's also... But it's a technology, but he's going to have to hack a, a circuit board. Right. He's so you the get, guy you get Breaker to do that. In. But then you get Alpine and you get Bazooka. I mean, and Alpine's good for outdoor He's things. great for climbing stuff, which he does mm-hmm. do here, but he also won't shut up. What's mm-hmm. Alpine's thing again? Mountain climbing. So he cl- well he climbs up to like the third floor of the building so he can break in the, the third floor which is okay that's smart I get that and then you bring Bazooka who brings a Bazooka with him and falls down a lot 
Uh, two things. One, he is Alpine's work wife. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Uh, two, they know that shit's going to go wrong. And when shit goes wrong, you need holes blown into things. Unquestionably, the dude you get for that is Bazooka. Okay. That's guess, all he does is he blows big holes in things. I guess, I guess if But he also, yeah. as you're walking through, will be like, what's that? What's that? It's what's is this my foot? How did this mm, get here? Mm. What's on my face? Why yeah. does why does air? He literally is doing that the entire espionage mission. Yes, mm, and that's <laughs> yeah, that's equal opportunity employment. <laughs> Am I breathing? Am I? A, what is life? I mean, eventually you're going to run into uh, the human version of Optimus Prime, and you know you got to get the fuck out. At some point in this episode, I think he just says the word dark. Like, I seem to remember someone asking him a question and him going, dark. Dark. Yeah, that well, sounds about he right. He trips through a doorway. Now, why was this? I mean, it was a hole, but I mean, like. Uh, oh, no. You know what you're thinking of is, I'll make another. No, no. Door. No, at, at a point later. <laughs> that was a good moment, though. Oh, it's it's when it's it's it comes up later. But when uh, the Dreadnoughts and Zartan turn on like turn on the lights on them. When they're walking oh, through, mm-hmm. he just goes dark. And then Zartan turns the lights on and he goes, is that better? That's right. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, everything, so they get the chip they're looking for. And they... Oh, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Bazooka. I don't like it out here. Dark. <laughs> yeah. Told you. So, Fair enough. Told so you. There's no, there's no fight. Here's the deal, though. When you need somebody to pass that notice obvious role, you grab Bazooka for it every single time. Mm-hmm. Dark. Thanks. Thanks, Bazooka. Uh, so everything goes wrong. They, you know, Bazooka falls over a couple of times. Won't mm-hmm. stop talking. So his Bazooka ends up blowing out the one doorway they have. Hold on. Because also, I don't, I don't think you, you, you were paying attention. You skipped over uh, this. We've got you. That is Optimus Prime. Uh, that is Peter Cullen, yeah. That is the voice of Optimus Prime, and that was super weird. When I was just like, "Whoa, that's uh, I mean, I know that they crossed over and whatnot like that, but when when he uses his Optimus Prime voice, when Peter Cullen shows up, you know, poop's about to go south. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So he he blows a hole in the side of the building, you know, like spies do when they're trying to <laughs> when they're be trying stealthy. to be stealthy and break in and out of a place without anybody noticing. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, we get all of a sudden the the Joe like support team comes in and I notice all three GI Joe ladies are present. You see Cover Girl, Scarlet, and Lady J in this convoy coming up oh. near each other, and my first thought is, oh my goodness, it's a slam dunk. We're gonna pass the Bechtel test today. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember seeing all three yep, of them. Yep, they were all there. Huh. And then we cut back to GI Joe headquarters, and why is Velma there? <laughs> why is grown up Velma suddenly the GI Joe's main programmer? Oh wait, we forgot. We so this is when we see the lady on a computer. Yes, I wrote, I wrote lady on a computer. But right before this, <laughs> there's there's uh, the 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 corn in the fields gets heated and turns into popcorn. And oh. I wrote that's not how popcorn works. I was just about to mention. <laughs> you know what? I was gonna let that pass. But... No, don't let it pass. It starts popping. Uh, Gina, if there is corn and there is heat. <laughs> In proximity to each other on a cartoon. It's simple science, not how Gina. it works, Cartoon guys. physics demands that it be turned into popcorn. <laughs> I'm just surprised, like, a bazooka didn't take a moment and be like, needs butter. Yeah, I would start. If that, if that actually happened, if I was in a field and popcorn started happening, I would eat that shit. You mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's GMO or not. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah but Alpine's like a little bitch. She's like, oh, I don't want to get buried in popcorn. Oh, I know. Who would 
doesn't want to get buried in popcorn. That I need my way out of that. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, then we have Lady on a Computer, which is what I wrote in my notes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then never again. Blonde Velma, I don't know where she came from before this or before she came. If any of you guys at home right now have any idea who this character is, I, I, I feel like I know every single thing about every character here, at least to a decent extent. I have no clue who Velma is. I mean, I'm glad they made it a lady, though. Yeah, I, I do want to say it sounds like we're <laughs> shitting on it, but honestly, no, should have more of that. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was great. Just all of a sudden, a part that would be played by a dude in any other '80s cartoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. said we get some like you know mildly sassy librarian chick mm-hmm. to just handle the load, and I'm like, great. Whoa, please don't. No, say that that's again. not what I. <laughs> Listen, your pie load. <laughs> Your pilot. How dare you? So uh, we find out that Cobra, th- through all the stealthy missions, we find out Cobra bought a dude ranch in West Texas. Like you do. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I had all the money in the world, I feel like that's one of those things I would check off my list. Be like, dude ranch? Bought. <laughs> I mean, they have billions of dollars. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they decide they're going to go undercover to the dude ranch. And they're going to just see what's up. Uh, I didn't actually go back and count, but I will now because I think I wrote down every single time Wild Bill goes, <laughs> When I was younger, that interjection represented all that I found distasteful. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the redneck cowboy jagoff because oh. they were... You know, like I didn't live t- in Texas or anywhere I was near say, Texas. Didn't you grow up in like Long Beach? Culturally uh, insensitive, Chan. No, I would lived up in the Bay Area. Okay. And if there's a a, a cowboy, you know, uh, yeehaw kind of jerk off, then he's not real. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. is a piece of shit, and you know that for a fact. If he's got like uh, horns and like uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, license plate, obviously, I was like, I was like six years old, so it's not like I had a lot of friends who had Dallas Cowboys license plate holders on their lifted uh, pickup truck. <laughs> I but, love that you do not have strong opinions on sports in general, but you fucking hate the Cowboys fans <laughs> just as much as every uh, not, everybody else who follows football not, does. Not not the Dallas Cowboys specifically. I'm talking about the archetype of, of the modern cowboy. cowboy yeah the guy who wears uh, we you don't so much i'm talking get about the, the dallas the hat anymore but uh, <laughs> yeah i hate wear. this person you're oh, describing as well yeah but i will say that by the end of this episode i loved wild bill even more uh, i'm excited to hear that i was wondering I your opinion him. of him he's a man who's ready to love also yes i loved him Here's the thing. About two seconds later, after that first yeehaw, he says yeehaw again, and in all caps, I have Jesus lay off <laughs> in my notes. Here's, and he does and, not. And he doesn't just he do that. Absolutely does he not. He throws his hat like about 20 freaking miles through the air. He's very excited. I was more, I will take a yeehaw over any of these bazooka lines any day. <laughs> because coming up right here, he goes, gosh, alpine cows. <laughs> Please, Chank, do we have a poll for that? Because now I want that. Gosh, Alpine cows. Oil well. I just he, haven't he read. Points th- he points to things and names them like a toddler does. No, well, he, the fun thing yes. is he points and says oil wells. He's pointing at satellite He's dishes. He's pointing at satellite dishes. <laughs> I have this. He's, he is that toddler in the car who's just like, red car. Yeah. Billboard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Oil wells. No, why, that's a satellite dish. Why is why is this never addressed that I think that they stole him? Take it. And then they said, guess what? You're in the military now. You just okay. have to do exactly what we say. Sounds good. Yeah. They are uh, they're abusing this 
mentally challenged adult. <laughs> so, Len- Lenny. <laughs> there's an amazing thing that happens as they're driving up, though. They're all incognito in their totally ill-fitting cowboy gear, with the exception of Wild Bill. Nobody else looks comfortable wearing it. Yeah. I mean, Lady J's wearing, like, chaps and stuff. I mean, it's amazing. But a Wild Bill in the animation scene, as they start away in the truck, Wild Bill's in the back seat of the truck, of the Jeep, driving, and then they cut to the close-up, and Wild Bill's the one driving the car. And again, I don't oh. think this is an animation mistake. I think Wild Bill literally started in the back seat, <laughs> grabbed Bazooka, who was driving, threw him as the car was in motion, and jumped in because he was just so excited to get going. That sounds like Wild Bill. Yeah. Right? I mean, he, he popped a couple uppers in the back, and he was, you know... Yeehaw, am I right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, who wears cowboy hats in a convertible? This Have you ever tried to wear a baseball cap in a convertible? Yeah. You go like 10 seconds and it's gone. Yeah. But a cowboy hat? There's a lot of surface area to get That's lost. That's true. That's true. I'm shocked all four of those cowboy hats made it is all I'm, I'm trying to say. They stapled them to their heads. That's it. Um, so, Jan, what's the science on solar power as described by this episode? Because you're the resident science jerk. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I'm the resident idiot, so I don't think I fully understood how solar power works in conjunction with this episode. Uh, well, as I understand it, uh, there's yes. a satellite up in space. Yes, yes, sir. That is uh, taking in solar energy. All good to that point. Yep, yep. Solar energy. Beaming it down to Earth in the form of microwaves. See, before you get there, though, I thought the the satellite dishes were taking in the solar energy, beaming them up to the space station, and then it was converting it and shooting it back down to Earth again. That's where I was perhaps a little bit confused. Do you have Hold the soundbite Yeah, maybe, maybe this would help. Bazooka microwave antennas, part of a solar energy farm. Receive microwave energy beamed from an orbiting satellite. Then they relay it via those power lines to electric plants. Oh, okay. Solar power beams coming down here. Ain't that dangerous? Oh, yeah. you you just you just cut it off before a very exciting part. But okay, so it, it collects it in space, shoots it down, and then disperses. It collects solar energy. Okay, turns it into microwave energy, which makes sense. Which is. Probably the least uh, efficient <laughs> means of transmitting energy over long distances, like, say, from a satellite down to farms on Earth. Here's the thing. Are we sure this isn't true? Because she says it with such authority, and I feel like it was written with such authority. Here's the thing. I don't uh, think Robert Selmus would allow this in the episode. I just think, like, <laughs> she, it, it's not like it's not like a crappy G.I. Joe it, like description. It sounds like someone figured it out it plucked, was like let's put it in there plucked right from wikipedia <laughs> well no i'm pretty sure someone said like uh okay how could you uh create a device that um is ostensibly for energy you know uh generation and turn it into a weapon and then we're going to make it like it's a thing it's like a thing. oh yeah like we're just trying but to energy. the why wild bill like it, it felt like he was the guy giving uh exposition on an episode of law and order svu yeah ain't that dangerous Ain't that a thing that might be dangerous? <laughs> Just setting up an entire plot point for 20 minutes down the road when that thing is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, By wait. the way, this is how you make popcorn. Microwave energy. Thank right, you. Right. <laughs> In a cornfield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. This does feel a little retrograde as in like solar energy. It's just uh, people shooting microwaves at the earth. 
and it could probably destroy a city if it fell into the wrong hands. Oh, yeah. So we better uh, focus more on oil. This, I, this set back solar energy by years. <laughs> <laughs> the people well, who are against solar energy now watch this episode and like, oh, yeah, that does yeah. seem like a bad idea. I think I remember watching on Fox News, though, and they were showing that, and then somebody <laughs> just said, but ain't that dangerous? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was true. But we pull up to the front of the... El Loco Toro. Dude Ranch. Crazy Dude Ranch. Bull. The Crazy Bull. Mm-hmm. It's like El Polo Loco, but... Did you just call Did you just the say chicken Polo? restaurant Polo Loco? Yeah, because uh, I'm a dumb white dude. <laughs> I don't use proper inflection in foreign fancy words. Uh, there's a player piano going for some reason, because <laughs> it's the Old West. Wild, I, uh, That's what we do. Mm. And, and we meet Ma and Pa and Mary Bell. Uh, Mary I, Bell. I love this Ma and Pa Jode. Because I figure, like, eventually uh, you're going to rip off the masks and reveal, like, some Cobra agents or rip off the mask and they're robots. Yep. Nope. nope. Just an old couple that sold out to Cobra yeah, and never just explained. hanging around with them. Yeah. Just <laughs> chilling down in that base with just them later. Staring at that one bank yeah. of terminals. I'm yeah. not sure what they're what. Maybe Hee Haw or the Andy Probably. Griffith show. But they I also assume. have, like, they have the same. Because I thought they were brainwashed because they have the same placid smiles on their faces. Oh, Gina, that's everyone in West Texas. Yep. Alienating the audience more. That's a good face that you're making there, Gina, and all of the people who are listening to this podcast will certainly... Guys who are listening, make sure you take note of my placid face right now. (laughs) And there's a crazy... Hold on, hold on. Oh, you want a picture for the... uh... Okay, guys, so we're going to put a picture up on Facebook. This is the Gina face. Love it. <laughs> so you'll see that later. Uh, so uh, there's a, a fun moment of animation again because uh, because Ma starts talking without her mouth actually moving. Oh, I and didn't she, even notice. She uh, maybe launches because right her, into her smile is so plastered on her face. She's just got that one smile. Her lips aren't moving, and she starts halfway through the line mm-hmm. and then finishes the line with full voice. And I, again, could be called an animation mistake. No, she is practicing her ventriloquism, mm-hmm. just like we talked about last Know Your Joe. Uh, and then, uh, my name's Bill Austin. This is Jane, and these are my brothers, Big Bob and Little Bob. And uh, can I say right now, because we're introduced to Zartan, Zartan in disguise, because he plays one of the ranch hands, the guy helping out at the place. Uh-huh, right. But we don't find that out for a You don't for... find that out right away, because no. him and the three dreadnoughts are 100%. Yeah, uh, we got to find out about the radio <laughs> in uh, Lady J's belt buckle first. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Mm. I want to talk about Sexy. Maribel and how Lady J isn't on board with the sluts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, she, does, she doesn't like she doesn't like it. She's, she's not into she's it. She's jealous of Wild Bill. She's a little bit jealous. And Is she fucking Wild Bill? I, I can't tell. I didn't I, think I don't so. know who's fucking who on these shows because every time, every episode, it seems like it's something different. But I will also say that this, the old lady, the the crazy old ch- jo- chode, chode, <laughs> ma chode, ma chode, you know, like from the grapes of wrath. <laughs> so it's not like it's a really arcane reference. Ma chode, uh, uh, says at some point says. Uh, she says something about looking around to Lady J. So I feel like that can sort of pass the Bechdel test. Oh, okay. We yeah. did it. Yep. Yeah, like Boom. she's... I, I forget. The first half is something about Wild Bill. So if it was just that, it wouldn't be like... No she good. Was like, yeah, why don't she, you take a look around the area? Yeah, like she says something about Maribel showing Wild Bill around. And then she's like, why don't you take a look around too? And she mm-hmm. says it. It's implied that she's saying it to Lady J. Great. Yeah. 
Count it. Yep, so number Rufus four. Clay will take I your bags. Count it. Yeah. Number four, we made it. And Lady J has the cool little belt buckle with the little like wire thing that pulls out, which is very non-conspicuous <laughs> on a dude ranch. <laughs> I mean, you, you could know, put that anywhere. <laughs> Do you have to put it around your groin? Wasn't Lady J the one that had that giant pin when she was on the plane as, yes, the, she as did. the older lady? Mm-hmm. She had the huge like, brooch. She's like, mm-hmm. why don't you tell me about it as I turn my <laughs> gigantic... Hold on a sec. <laughs> sitting between both Crimson Twins. <laughs> Click, push, button... Wait, when you said both crimson twins, were you making the boob hand? No, I was. I was grabbing the. He like was your, grabbing his large grabbing brooch. His nipple. Uh-huh. <laughs> I call. I call my my man boobs my moobs. I call that my brooch. Your crimson twins. My crimson twins. Oh dear, I'm going to move on from that. So, but I, I, can I just give Zartan a little bit of credit here? Please. He did a good job. He did a good job. Yeah. He did a good job. I will say the Dreadnoughts do not even try to hide their real voices. <laughs> they do not. Nope. And I have here, and the Dreadnoughts did not do a like, good job. They don't even <laughs> try to not have a have their accents. Yeah. Because yeah. Zartan Kazor was like, well, howdy, ma'am. I'm going to help you show you around yeah. the place. Cut to Buzzer being like, oi, I'm a, I'm a rope cow. I'm a cowboy. And uh, I was like, what? I, I, yeah, because here in all caps, I wrote accent. Because... Uh, <laughs> Right here, while me and the boys saddle up some horses. <laughs> he even dragged that last one out. Horses. He's not In even case trying. you missed that we're the dreadnoughts. No one even, and they don't for a second. They don't for a second go, huh? That's weird. They sound just like those guys we usually fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's three of them and huh. one guy and in charge. We're here to infiltrate Cobra. Might I point out? So we would be looking for them. Mm-hmm. But no, I would. This is why you don't let the dreadnoughts. First off, you never put them in charge of anything. We've just learned that this is sure. a mistake. Cobra Commander keeps making. You over put them on and those little uh, four buys and have them drive around and and break shit. That's I, all yes. you do. Yeah. with the dreadnoughts. I feel like if I was a Joe, any time, literally any time I met a new person, I would try to rip their face off. <laughs> Because, like, at Hold this on a point, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would just be like, "Hey, hi, do you mind?" Okay, oh, right, you're, you're a real person. Hey, I'm sorry. And what's my name again? But okay, nine great. times out of ten, I feel like that face is coming off, <laughs> and um, it's going to be the Baroness or Zartan. So- we established in plot, though, they basically keep the Joes occupied. Oh, hold on. Yes. I just do want to say that yes, please. I absolutely uh, would agree. Anytime you run up <laughs> against uh, a blonde girl or a dude with glasses, you rip the face. Yeah. And I thought that at, uh, for just a second there, I only had about a second to look at it. But the uh, um, the computer check at the beginning, I was like, Baroness, what's the Baroness doing there? <laughs> Okay, no, it's cool. We moved on. She's not a spy. But then as soon as I saw this girl, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Baroness, obviously. Very clearly. If there are two blonde women in the show, one of them will be the Baroness. Baroness has got some sweet, sweet abs. She's got that core working. Oh, my gosh. I was just like, oh, holy crap. Mm. She's, She's doing crunches morning, noon, and night. If she's got abs like that, I wonder why she wears the bodysuit, man. I would wear something that keeps the midriff open it's to just to let it breathe. It's to protect the vital organs, Yeah, way. dude, yeah, that is legit body armor. You're in the world of G.I. Joe. You can show that shit off. Like, a shipwreck's got his shirt open for the entire Here's time the he's thing. on screen. Here's the thing. Most of Cobra, 100% ineffective. She's one of the very few bright spots of Cobra. True. Yeah. She's got her shit together. You've got two, two people in Cobra. Baroness, well, three. Baroness, Storm Shadow, Firefly. After that, I don't trust anybody. I mean, Destro makes cool shit, and Cobra Commander breaks it. So yeah. I would argue he is one of the good ones. I, okay, I, fair. If, if Destro and the Baroness broke off to form their own evil empire, I think they would be successful they within a year. But mm-hmm. 
But they just want to make money off of... The, the thing is with Destro, it's like it's almost like he needs every plot to fail so he can sell him the next one. Yeah. Mm. You know? It, it's one of those things. Uh, you, you can't have a, shoes that last forever. If the shoes don't wear out after a couple of years, you don't ever need to buy new shoes. Mm-hmm. Planned obsolescence. Yeah. Uh, so th- so th- we have a plot point here where they say to Zartan and the Dreadnoughts, direct order, keep the Joes occupied for a mere 18 hours. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is literally just... Take them around the ranch. Yeah. Don't reveal anything. Let them ride horses play and then they'll couple, go home. Yeah. Play a couple hands of cards. Do some mm. hoedown singing. Yeah. But they just can't help themselves. They try to kill them. I Immediately. Mean, they can't, they can't help themselves. Kill them. There's just a, injure them. I mean, maybe. Alpine almost gets gored by this bull. It's a giant right. bull that looks like a bull and then it looks like a longhorn steer afterwards. But that's a normal thing. Like on a dude ranch, you're... The whole idea is that, like, play cowboys and, you know, play cowboys and get up on this horse and try and ride it, and, you know. Oh. Oh. I No, no, because uh, they, they, they open the barn door and the bull breaks through the right. fence and attacks yeah. them, which I guess in theory, okay, that could happen. Mm-hmm. But then, and Zartan, who I guess I just expect a little bit more from, tries to kill Lady J by putting the burr under the I don't know if he I was mean, trying to kill her. That's a and I mean that's just a thing that could happen. Yeah. So I mean that's not except for the fact that uh the others were uh had another accident. Yeah. Then those two like but okay that's more than coincidence it but didn't yeah. need to happen. Like if you yeah. kill them it only is if you here's the deal. Suppose Lady J gets thrown off the horse and gets killed right there. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden all the Joes are coming. <laughs> well yeah, to but the I mean, pace. also she's just riding a horse and that would happen. Yeah. So true she she knows to look for it right away i will say that uh uh this is yet another stupid line by bazooka i know what you're hold gonna on, say hold on yeah. hold on wait Here we come. you don't even need to say it gina i got this <laughs> i wrote down did he just say mean meat he just said mean yeah. meat yeah he did which first of all that says a lot about how he looks at animals yep it says a lot about how bazooka looks at animals it goes in my tummy Mm-hmm. This is where my food comes from. <laughs> That's mean meat without all the extra words. <laughs> I mean, he just cuts to the chase. You know, I respect Bazooka. He's a man of few words mm-hmm. and fewer thoughts. I don't like that he that he hurt that bull. I guess he didn't really hurt it. He no. just sort of stopped it. But then the bull yeah. gets pretty sleepy. The weird thing, <laughs> true. The weird thing to me though is that the uh, the bull crashes through one fence with essentially I no problem the same thing. and then tries to crash through the second fence like five times and yeah. can't can't do it. Yeah. Maybe he's worn out by then. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Or maybe he's just like, that's too much property damage. He's just making a token effort. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I should kill you. Yeah. I'm just going to let you know. I'm just, I could kill you if I wanted. I tired. could. I just don't feel like oh, it. Oh, this fence. Oh, this f- it's just too strong. I'm going to take a nap. Plus, I'm sure he doesn't like being used by the dreadnoughts for their dirty work. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, stampede time, everybody. Mm. We cut to Wild Bill and Maribel. The ultimate Western mm-hmm. weapon. Uh-huh. The stampede, which gets used not once, but twice mm. in this episode. This gives this makes me respect Wild Bill because he like wrangles that stampede like nobody's business. He knows what to do. He knows exactly what to do. Yeah. Born on a dude ranch, you know, raised on one, I assume. This is his world. Yeah. That's why he says yeehaw every five seconds in this uh, episode. Am I counting this as one, or are we breaking down <laughs> and doing each individual yeehaw? I say each individual. Can we, just for the people at home, can we play one for him? Uh, let me see if I get it here. Yeah. 
Okay, that's only two. So that's we're okay, at okay. we're at four now. We're at four. We're, four about, we're about what nine minutes in. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been had so many more <laughs> than just by this point. So Zartan uses this moment. I mean, this is actually a good plan. Again, yeah, the stampede well, is going to supposed to crash into the uh, the satellite dishes. Is it? Yes. Or at least get close enough that all the guards are going to like leave their posts. I don't it kick seems, up a bunch of dust. Yeah, it yeah. seems like the dust is the main plan. So it mm. seems like it's not a great plan because if they had actually crashed into the satellite, because they because Cobra Commander wants to use the satellite mm. dishes. In theory, so it seems like the bulls crashing into and destroying them would not be. Yeah, a good this plan. is. Uh, here's your task: go and light the candle. Got it. I'm just going to use this flamethrower. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to hit the candle at some point. And the curtains. Uh, and then, you know, uh, here comes Wild Bill. It actually manages to uh, divert. And yeah. Candle gets lit. And uh, Mary Bell is impressed. She mm. is. And 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 they and make out him, hard. Which, from Wild Bill's face, looks like the first. it's the first kiss he's ever gotten. First time. Because he is shocked to his balls. Not since Mama. He he looks at her like, oh, oh, my God, what just happened? Why was that? I don't you know what you you're not wrong, but I feel like Wild Bill would be one of the few Joes who has no problem picking up. Yeah, but he his like, seriously, she plants one on him and his face looks like he just saw her skeleton jump out of her skin and do a tap dance. <laughs> like. And then oh, that, that's an appropriate reaction. That's fine. So, An Gina, appropriate reaction to a kiss. Gina, you're going out with a guy from Texas. Uh-huh. You, re- you lean in for a smoocheroo, uh-huh. and then he just turns away from you and lets out a giant yee-hoo and throws his hat in the air. Is that is that is that a red flag? Is that, I is would that... I would by the time he turned around, I would be five miles in the opposite <laughs> direction, and Driving I would assume away. he was a serial killer. <laughs> so you're saying that's a deal breaker? <laughs> Yeehaw is a deal breaker for Gina. I'm saying I'm assuming he's he would follow that up with, "Can I wear your skin?" Yeah. <laughs> seven, what? That's such a leap. Seven years later, Wild Bill is now Buffalo Bill. Yes. Jamie yes. Gum. His real name is Jamie Gum, right? I, I don't. I don't uh, his name go is back Bill Austin, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. You couldn't get more Texas than Wild Bill Austin. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, Wait so, a minute. Is his name actually Austin? I don't think so. No, okay. we did Wild Bill before, and I yeah, can't remember. I, can't remember. I don't think it's Austin though. But it's a great cover name, right? Sure. We Why did him when ever? I wasn't as interested in him. Now I'd be more interested in him. <laughs> so Wild Bill Redux coming up next. <laughs> Uh, can you please pull this? Well, this is the one line I wanted to get pulled, and it's Lady J at the hoedown, and her in her phrasing of "This is definitely not for me" is exactly what I would be feeling in that moment. This is definitely not for me. <laughs> There's a certain level of like bitchiness in there yeah. that's wonderful. This is in keeping with her uh, uh, hating sluts <laughs> and in keeping with her wanting to kill little kids. <laughs> She's. This is definitely a very elitist thing. I, what are, I, it's super elitist. I one hundred percent agree with her. I yes. can't stand square dancing. I did it once in like in the second grade. I'm like, oh this yeah, is bullshit. Oh, I hate it. Um, I hate it. Sorry guys. Sorry but, people in the south. <laughs> ho- I would just say square dancing and hoedowns are definitely not for me. Not for me. By the way, side note. Why? Because because they taught us to square dance in like fifth grade. Right. Yeah. Why is that something they teach in schools? Well, you got I mean, you're teaching music, and so here's like a thing you can do to get like uh, to get kids on their feet. I'll tell you why. Thing, you so s- weird. It's because it's fucking easy. <laughs> 
true. It's the easiest physical activity you can do. You can teach them the robot. Like it, it, it's just it seems arbitrary. You don't move around when you do the robot. The in fact, Gina, the exact opposite Ru- is running true. man. Teach them the running. Man. Okay, but that that requires some <laughs> level of talent. Swing your arms and run in a circle. Got That's it. fine. I'm from New Jersey. It just seems like a weird thing to teach kids no, in New Jersey. You learned it in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I learned it in Detroit. <laughs> A hundred percent. This if, is the thing that binds us all as a nation. Yeah. If anyone knows why this is the why this is the national dance that they teach the kids in, in grade school, <laughs> they let taught, us know. They taught us a dance in the fifth grade that was from the song Popcorn. It was like a seventies dance disco hit, and um, and I, <laughs> I uh, people in this region in California. A lot of them, maybe it was Northern California, maybe it was Bay Area, somewhere around there. Uh, but I, I know multiple people who were taught that dance. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, this was up in Washington State. Uh, in that, I area. don't even believe this story anymore. But <laughs> it's not. It I think you got popcorn on the brain. I thought it was one of those things that like everybody did, but it, it was just uh, sort of regional. Oh, it was interesting. Well, we get me. Wild Bill calling out the hoedown. Because, yeah. again, these are his people. This yeah. is what he does. Mm-hmm. He's in hog effing heaven right now. I know. I'm I, I'm going to feel bad for him by the end of this episode, even though he he he, he bounces back. But, you know, culturally, though, I appreciate that Bazooka, Alpine, and Lady J en masse say, I hate this. You know who else it's However, not for? However, yeah. Anybody. The old couple. Oh, that's right, because oh, they bail yeah. out, too. Mm-hmm. They find an excuse, though. creepy smile. But they remove themselves from it instead of sticking around to ruin the day for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, why stick around and be a dick Respect. about these things? Respect yeah. for that. You also, know? also, the next thing, so, so then Lady J goes and follows them and says, like, okay, you guys follow, because then two groups of people break off, and it's, it's who is it, Lady J, Alpine, and Bazooka. Mm-hmm. Right. No, she, Lady J goes. Lady J goes off. The, the yeah, Joe's. by Into herself, yeah. which I which I respect. She mm-hmm. could have been like one of you men come with me, the other right. man go with them. In mm-hmm. this day and age, especially, like you can't even walk to your car by yourself. Yeah, I mean, like it seems like it would be the the logical thing to do would be like pair pair one female with one dude and well, let she the could, other dude go no, off on their own. I mean, she is she is uh, tailing two old people <laughs> and they're telling that, a bunch of ranch hands. Yeah, I guess that's strong. true. Plus, that's true. Alpine needs to stop Bazooka from like choking on his own vomit and dying. <laughs> mm, important. <laughs> and he's like hit the handler. Lady J is basically like, look, I could go with Alpine, but Bazooka would be dead. <laughs> if I, but if I take Bazooka, I can't, I can't deal with that. Yeah, that's so true. Maybe it's for the best that the things Plus happen he would organically. Start to, he would start to pet her pretty hair and then accidentally <laughs> snap her neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you want to keep Bazooka away from Barnes because <laughs> no good's going to come. I that. found a field mouse his name is bill (laughs) i call him wild bill (laughs) Uh, so zartan reveals himself pretty unnecessarily though i mean like alpine and bazooka like the the dreadnoughts and they were all in costume they could have just you know disappeared themselves yeah, but and the, then mean, we're done. Now they're capturing them instead okay. of just keeping them occupied. Taking them, but again, eighteen hours. All they have to do is just not get found out. Right, and that well, is their marching orders. They knocked out like twelve to fifteen of them, so it's about to go down anyway. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's huh? true. Yeah. So Zartan reveals himself, lady. How about how about the oh. Cobra Lady? Whoa, Cobra Lady in the base. Oh yeah, Co- there's a Cobra Lady. There's yes, a, that Lady J can now kidnap and steal her uniform. But and let's take that to its logical conclusion. Yes, there's a naked blonde naked, in the base. Yeah, now. naked Cobra Lady, just and, hanging and, around, yeah. tied up. And I'm gonna go even further with that logical conclusion and say that uh, when Cobra foot soldiers discover a naked lady, mm. it's not Don't gonna be it, a Gina. good. Good. It's not going to end there. well. I'm gonna tell you what. They're morally, feel, they're morally questionable. We all I know this. I feel like Cobra 
are respectful of their coworkers. Yes. Say what you will about their uh their I motivation. absolutely believe that. <laughs> I think that is that is wishful thinking. Now, do you think that the before she got kidnapped and you know, we're talking about the hours days leading up to this, do you think she was treated well by her coworkers or was she kind of ostracized? She is the only one that does not have a mask on. Yeah. That is troubling to me. Yeah, because they want to be able to see her and ogle her. Yeah, she's I, being objectified. No I f- question. I feel like it's a situation where Cobra Commander is trying to be progressive, like but he, the the era is not caught up yet. Like he he right. hired like like twenty twenty five percent of his staff are female. Yeah, he wants mm. to. But they all have to wear like little Cobra <laughs> mini skirts. Yeah, yeah, and, like giant boob shirts. Yeah. Mm. Also, it's uh, like Hooters, but for Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> So this is this is Lady J being basically the worst at being stealthy. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. she ends up she she puts on this girl's uniform which doesn't cover her face at all. Nope. Nope. Or her hair. Nope. Mm-hmm. And then she literally stands right next to them but as they're saying their plan. How about I'm saying good on Cobra Commander because he turns and within 1 millisecond says she's not one of my people. Good on yeah. him. I mean, he first knows of all, all his staff. No, here's the thing. He's seen Lady J before. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and if she's going to be that brazen, like, oh. yeah, she's just standing right there. I think, mm-hmm. I think even, even as dumb as he am, even, even as dumb as he is, even Cobra, Cobra Commander can, I, I can't talk anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a mini stroke. Too much pie. <laughs> you have a pie I'm stroke. Having a pie stroke. <laughs> but as dumb as he is, even he would know one of his underlings wouldn't just be there listening to his plan. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're not wrong. I guess, in, and my theory is, in context, though, she's presented as a Cobra Trooper, so some, maybe his mind might have glossed over the fact that she's not really belonging there, but immediately he's just like, hold the fucking phone. It's the invisible gorilla thing. Also, let's be clear. Yes. He, he knows, he definitely knows which Joes are on the ranch, right? I'm not yeah. convinced. No, no. He, he's already seen her and yeah. said, like, yes. take care, watch her. And so, yeah, I just yeah. want yeah. to say Cobra Commander is a boss I would want to work for, okay? <laughs> he, he goes out in the field with you and helps you do your job. Mm-hmm. And he knows all of, even the most under, underling staff, he knows their names. He probably knows their wives' names, their dogs' names. I am not I'm convinced. convinced that he is that boss. No. I he is a this. leader. Uh, I don't understand why he found it necessary to set fire to a model. <laughs> I'm going to demonstrate this yes. awesome technology by uh, putting a magnifying glass over a paper model of a city. I thought the same thing. I was like, dude, you like save that model. You can just say like, so I would do this and then it would catch Who's gonna on fire. Who's going to be terrified of that? Uh, remember, this is not the first time he's blown up a model, though. Remember the Red Rocket episode when the town becomes the tree and grass area? Oh, yeah. I kind of want to see the guy whose job it is to put together these miniature miniature towns. <laughs> I'm the miniatures builder <laughs> for Cobra. <laughs> like they goes, call me Model Man. Oh, shit. <laughs> if they made like an action figure of that, <laughs> just a tubby dude they with call, glasses. They call me the hobbyist. Paint all over his hands. <laughs> Hobby Viper. Hobby Hobby Viper. Viper. Oh, no. (laughs) Guys, we need the Hobby Viper. I know some of you guys got art skills. We've seen evidence. Please, please, dear God, make the Hobby Viper. He should have have a a little tube of super glue sticking out uh, out of the... No, he's got a gun that shoots super glue, right? Like Pace Pot Pete from the comics. Sure. Oh, he's he's weaponized his hobby. A hundred (laughs) percent. <laughs> I love the hobby. I want to be the hobby viper. Oh, you just, are the hobby viper. <laughs> you, you absolutely are. Thank you, <laughs> guys. I found my true calling. Uh, uh, if you 
if you know Ray in real life, yes. please go to his work and call him the Hobby Viper. <laughs> if you call me the Hobby Viper, I will answer from this moment forward. Thank you. Oh, my God. This is how supervillains are created, by the way. He, first, he gets the nickname, and then all, all the other stuff follows. Guys, my brain is going at like 100 miles an hour right now. I'm, got, I'm thinking of outfits and what, what gear I'd be coming with. Um, so, Chan, you had a quote back in Pyramid of Darkness. This is why we don't give the army space lasers. I would like to say it's just as true now as it was then. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, because here's the deal, guys. When you give the army space lasers... Mm. Somebody can take control of the space lasers mm. and uh-huh. fuck up everything. Sure. Yeah. Everything. Tiny models. Tiny models. <laughs> other tiny models. Because they don't actually get to a city, mind you. I need my next model. Uh. Where is my hobby viper? What? What is this pretty it. blonde girl? She's the Baroness? Okay, so big reveal. Right? Spoiler alert. Mary Bell is the Baroness after uh-huh. all. She, yeah. She makes out with Wild she Bill. Takes off her mask. Takes off the mask. Puts on the glasses. Because yeah. yeah. you gotta. I feel bad for him in this moment when he he probably is thinking, I found a nice Texas girl. She's got some sweet titties and some sweet abs. But isn't she like 20 years younger than him? I, it's hard isn't to tell. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Spot. It, it does seem like she is presented as like oh, a seventeen-year-old no. farmer's daughter. I'm worried right. that Wild Bill's got some like Jared from Subway tendencies. Uh, of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Here's the thing: like any oh no, any young boy before he actually uh, becomes sexually active, but <laughs> things things are going on down there, and you know uh, he's just revving up. Uh, we we are all filled uh, with those tales. Those jokes, the dirty jokes sure. of the uh, of the of the slutty farm girl, the farm, yeah. farmer's so, daughter. Like whether or not he plans on settling down with her, he's definitely thinking about boning down. Yeah, with her. but I want to see. Like, I get why they didn't show how he disarms her because I guess it would be disturbing to see a grown man. You don't want to see mm. a man punching a, a small woman. Yeah, you know, like you, can help it. you know, especially when she's but, wearing a midriff. Like yeah. Baroness, the Baroness with her full gear on. Yeah, maybe you can. Yeah, knock her but out you don't want to see like a girl. In a jean skirt and like a, and something that's barely covering her boobs, like get get elbowed to the face. Don't mm. sexualize violence against women, is what Gina's <laughs> yeah. saying. Yeah, but like I do kind of wish that they had shown it because how did he disarm her? You There's- know what? I feel like there was a- they actually animated it and then they're like, no, this doesn't. This <laughs> is uncomfortable. That. Uh, Wild Bill does have a line here as uh, uh, Baroness is pulling the gun on him that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. He he says, Maribel, why don't you? And then that's it. She pulled the gun. No, no. He was. I. I can tell you what he was going to say because he asked her. He said something to her. He said like, you know, prettiest sunset, right, yeah. Maribel? And then it. Yeah. And then it cuts. Maribel, why don't you take your top off? That's and what I'm let wondering. Me stick no, my no. Dick he in was going to say, Maribel, why aren't you answering me? No, it said he said, Maribel, why don't you? Why, why? He was going to give her a command. No, he was asking why she get, wasn't get, get, wasn't responding. Gina- Not it. Maribel, why don't you? But lead up to it. At the that was the lead up. No, no, no. Coming in out of the commercial you mean break. From before the from commercial before break. Before the commercial break. All right. And we'll see. And we'll see. Uh, Sky. Yep, that's a mighty pretty sight. Reminds me of home. But uh, back home, I never had me a pretty lady like you, Maribel. Maribel. Like, Maribel. like he was, he was, his response because he. 
He was like, I, I've never seen a pretty lady like you, Maribel. Maribel? Why don't you respond to me? No. I heard, Mary Bell, why don't you take your top off and <laughs> yeah. come here and dance in no, the field with me? I, I yeah. would I would agree if he hadn't said that first questioning Maribel. And it was solely based on the fact that she didn't respond to him. Uh, Gina, I want to believe you. Nope. <laughs> I just Listen, don't. Listen, you know, I my, my mind goes to it. dirty places, but that, that is mm. what he was doing. He was going to say, <clears throat> why don't you respond to me? <laughs> Guys, why don't you I'm respond not to my caresses? <laughs> my delicate boobily grabbing. <laughs> Mirabel, why don't you sit your ass down over here and let me touch your boobs? That's what I think he was going to say. Yeah, 100%. That <laughs> no, no. Your floppy boobies. I would, I, would, <laughs> I would concede if I thought that was... But it, the lead in the Mirabel? Mirabel, why don't you... Oh, crap. You're the Baroness. <laughs> well, while Bill gets over in any case... Defeats the Baroness in, in mm. off camera. Which sight we ha- yeah, we have no idea how. She's got a gun pointed on him and is a hell of a fighter. Mm. Yeah, Baroness could kick people's ass. So I'm like, how did he do this? He's in West Texas. He, it's, he so knows he has the, the whole land. turf advantage. Yeah, have yep. you heard of home field advantage? Mm-hmm. I was about to say mm-hmm. uh, that's how you don't you don't beat a guy in Texas on his own <laughs> ranch. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so now we get to the Golden Gate Bridge. Yep. You know the Golden Gate Bridge. So yeah. that's what Cobra Command is going to blow up. Yep. Then he TV. does. Yeah, he does. And then he does. This is not a model, right? No, he actually burned down the Golden Gate Bridge. What? How is this? How is this happening? It's the thing he should have been doing in the first place. First of all. Not starting with a model. Here's the thing. If you're a little kid uh, and you don't live in San Francisco like I did, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure the Golden Gate Bridge is burned out. Uh, If you're actually traveling over it on a daily basis, you're like... (laughs) That's some bullshit. That would ruin my life. Sunbow no. Productions, that is some B-U-L-L <laughs> shit. I mean, he single-handedly uh, uh, ruined the intro to Full House. I'll oh, tell you that geez. much. I, I didn't even consider the Full House connection. It would be like that whole 9-11 thing. Like, if you if you show, like, old footage of the Twin Towers, man, yeah. you just got to take it out because it's yeah. just weird otherwise. Yeah. I have a new theory here based on the last two episodes because Cobra Commander takes control of the space laser. Like it. And he's shooting all the different shapes on the board. I think Cobra Commander just likes video games. Sure. Because the previous episode, he used the sound wave with the Tempest score. Yeah. And now he, I think he, he wishes he could live in the future where we have the futuristic graphics because he's still in the Atari oh. 2600 blips and bloops Dude, era. If he were if he were like 20 years younger, he'd be like a Call of Duty kid. Yeah. He would not have the wherewithal to uh, to form this terrorist organization. He would just be at home. Just like He'd probably be in a, <laughs> be in a like state saying, where pot is legal. Making racist statements on, <laughs> online. Oh, oh and, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as a racist, but no. online, I he's guarantee just a troll. you, he he's a saying, troll. Yeah, he's I think a troll. that like fifty percent of all these racist kids on video games, and if you've played Call of Duty, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're honestly racist people. I just think they're just dumb and just say poop because they see other people saying poop, mm-hmm. and they haven't been slapped in the mouth by their dad like I was at that age. <laughs> oh jeez! And sorry, too real. But too, also, if I they were twenty years real. older, they would have been Cobra Commander. That's one hundred percent true. That's why I grew up to be. The hobby viper. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just saying, like, it's, I said a word. I got smacked. My dad said under no terms because I didn't know what it meant. Guys, uh, this and he is, smacked this me the... and he said, "Don't say that." I go, "I'm no, I don't say it." This is the best warning against corporal punishment I've ever heard. <laughs> Your kids will turn into Ray. <laughs> I was gonna say, what are you saying? Off the air, I'm just Mister N Bomb. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm saying if She's you my rap if album. you slap your kids, they will turn into. 
adult men who do G.I. Joe podcasts. Yeah. Wait, yeah, that's... you're saying like it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking as a man who's grown up to do a G.I. Joe podcast, <laughs> it is a terrible, terrible <laughs> thing. Oh, no. So Cobra Commander... <laughs> Uh, so he thinks the space laser somehow is going to defeat all the Joes. Good Does God, not have a defense you? set up at all. No. Not yeah. even a little bit. No, so <laughs> cut trenches in, in the surrounding area that, with the space laser. That you could just crawl over. Yeah. Yep. Ricondo proved that. Yep. My, my whole thing is because, because it works on bigger targets like tanks. And then I was just like, just put that on full blast and, and blast those ants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or just dig a harder trench. Yeah, that they can't get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and when they try and like go down into it and climb back up it, <laughs> plenty of time to use the laser. Yeah, on them. Yes. get them all in the trench and then blast them all. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, if you just like moved that, uh, move that thing like back and forth move across that thing. the field <laughs> and just laser, the left, you would, you would the left, kill like ninety percent right, of them to the right, <laughs> to the front. Guys, I just figured this out. Cobra Commander just sucks at video games. <laughs> oh yeah, he just yeah, can't yeah. do it because his because they use the excuse. He says the excuse. I can't lock in on smaller targets, mm-hmm. but at some point he uses the laser when there's no target. Yes. Mm-hmm. So just do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just really wanted Destro in that moment to just it, it, when he says I can't lock in on small targets. I really hundred percent of me wanted Destro to turn to be like, well, not with that attitude, because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. You know what would have been great is if they had defense. Like they had better than the four dreadnought, uh, uh, there's four, uh, four by fours <laughs> and a Jeep to fight off all of G.I. Joe. Or at least have them set up ahead of time to pick off targets while they're stuck behind the yeah. trenches. How about some Cobra snipers, maybe? <laughs> Jesus. You've got a whole base full of Cobra troops. We've oh. established that. Uh, so Wild Bill creates a second stampede of the episode yep. and just crushes everything with it. Mm. Again, those bulls could have been hurt. Mm-hmm. I wasn't pleased. I didn't even consider the bulls. They could have gotten seriously wounded. Bye. They're they're like at some point they caused something to basically explode around them, right? Yes. There's explosions happening. Or like it thing. flips. A huge vehicle flips at least. They, they roll through the vehicles yeah. and blow them and up. They crush it. Yeah. But do. it like flies up in the air and then mm. and then like it definitely flying debris could have wounded them. Sure. You realize that uh, an injured stampede animal is just hamburgers, right? No. The thing that they're you on the ranch eat on already. a regular basis. No. Just saying. Livestock. We're going to see at the end it. of this episode, Wild Bill just walks in with Texas hot links. Just walks with a chainsaw being like, who wants hot links? Uh, there are a bunch of red shirts, though, um, in yeah. these this Joe attack. And I'm like, yeah, if he's swinging that laser around, a mess of these people are going to die. Yeah. Like, he's not going to get all of them, but he's going to get a lot of them. 15% casualties. Nice. Doesn't we assume on every battle? Still think, yep. he's, still think he's a good boss, guys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, no, yeah. No, because those, those are the bad guys. Those so are the enemy. One of the more surreal oh. things happens here, if I may, because uh, we're running short on time. Oh, yeah. This is where I wrote in my notes. Gene, uh, I know what you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 the Baroness... <laughs> Has to take a poop. I also have and that written poop in all turns caps. In, that poop turns into a rocket. Outhouse trouble bubble. Outhouse trouble bubble. That is trouble of a kind you can't so possibly imagine. The co- <laughs> <laughs> I got bubbles. <laughs> now it's trouble. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so the Cobra plan for this entire... Because it's obviously been 
in, you know, instituted there the whole time. Mm. Boy, hope no, no, hope Lady J doesn't have to pee because <laughs> if Lady J has to pee, she's going to find this trouble bubble and all ever the whole plan's over. Ugh. Oh, the worrisome thing is if uh, if anybody actually did use those outhouses, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Baroness is getting in there and she's sitting in a bunch in a in a pile of Duke as she's pulling this thing. So that out. was my second question. Why is there not matter on the windshield of the trouble bubble? Mm. In theory, right? Or at least on the yeah. seat. I like to imagine that she pooped that out of her butt oh, and then got in and then flew away in it. You know what? <laughs> Legit. <laughs> uh, I will say this is uh, I, through the entire episode. Cobra Commander, uh, say what you will about his video game playing. He is actually not a bad general. He's pretty good in this today. Situation. Yeah, he's pretty good. And here's the point where he's like, hurry, you fools. He's got the door open. The commander, who's normally already gone, yes. yeah. he's like, you guys, get in here, get in these escape bubbles, and let's get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, this is a better episode all around. He, he hasn't sold out on his plan five seconds into it, which I appreciate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like he finally mm-hmm. found one he thought he could get his hooks into. Yeah. Um, and then a couple lines at the end. Oh, Wild this is my Bill. favorite. This Wild. is my favorite. A cattle stampede. Yeah, of course. And it says, and that's no bull. But, but the actual ending of this episode you, is my favorite. He had to back it up with ha, 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 ha. Oh, no. So people you knew it was funny. He's been waiting 22 goddamn minutes. He said, could you yeah. play the extended of that a second? I just thought I heard something. You want to see just it right again? after he says no bull. Oh, okay. No bull. <laughs> Why is there a howler monkey? <laughs> Why is there a howler monkey on the Dune Now we're back. Now we're back at uh, GI Joe base. Uh, but still, why is there a howler in monkey? The of the I Amazon thought it was an owl, but I will say the end of this, where Timber feels bad for Wild Bill, yes, is adorable. And he's the only one that cares that. Oh, you liked this girl. I'm a caring animal, so I I feel your pain. And then Wild Bill's like, I don't care about that bitch. And wh- and why did he know that she was too good to be true? Because in West <laughs> Texas. Should have known she weren't no real Texas peach. She was just too sweet. Uh-huh. Anyone from Texas knows we grow our peaches sassy. <laughs> Timber. If that's maybe the best, but maybe Gung Ho driving off into the sunset was <laughs> great. End of the episode. Yeah, yeah. That was as good. That was as good. Yeah. What's a sassy peach taste like? Uh, I feel like it doesn't taste good, so this makes me not want Texas peaches. It doesn't peaches. sound like a thing that I would want to associate with yeah. the thing that I'm eating. I'm not thinking of that line from Face Off when Nicolas Cage is on the plane. Right, peach. I could eat a peach I for hours. I eat a peach for hours. Um, but he didn't say anything about the peach being sassy. Yeah, I like if, if, if the two kinds of peaches are sassy or sweet... Mm-hmm. I want I want a, the sweet one. The sassy one tastes uh, like it would be bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be like like spicy. Like if yeah. you said like I like we grow our pizza spicy. I thought like, he was going to say flavor. sour. That's a thing you could do. To me, the yeah. opposite of sweet is sour. Right. So right. I feel like he would have said we but grow our pizza. Oh, we grow them sour. salty. <laughs> That's the wrong connotation. Salty though. peaches. Cunty. Like what? Are we just, what are we saying right now? Yeah, not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I like sassy. Either. I thought sassy was the right word, and it's the word he meant to use. I mean, I don't <laughs> think you could go to any cookbook and find the word sassy as like get yourself a, a pound of sassy peaches now i guess now this is episode 25 right now uh-huh. did we think 25 episodes in we'd have so many that featured wild bill exclusively i mean this episode made me dig him here's the thing um there are some characters that sort of blew up as they went along like oh yeah sure. this is rough yeah uh and he was definitely one of them and okay. he 
And as a child, I was not a fan. Not a I fan of him at all. I did not like Wyatt Bill. I do not like him now. Well, he probably had a Dallas Cowboys thing around his license plate. He so absolutely that's did. How many times did he yeehaw? <laughs> did I, I, I think we stopped uh, well, counting. Look at it real quick. At Gina, least so five. We established that yes, we passed the pa- Bechtel test. Barely, barely. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say that... Uh, I will say that uh, it's you can tell which characters are the best written because those are the ones whose names I remember. That's right. Wild Bill, Shipwreck. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Snow Job, just because it sounds like Blow Job. But then all the others, I'm like, I can list them, but I don't I don't know who they are. Like, who is Gung Ho? Who is Alpine? Who are these guys? What do they look like? You know Bazooka. Don't even... I know yeah. Bazooka now yeah. because of this episode. Four episodes down the line, mm. if they say, if they reference him, I'm going to be like, which one is he? You know Roadblock. The scary black dude. Oh, see again when Who you say stuffs. these, I'm like, okay, but like anytime you say Wild Bill, I know that's Wild Bill. We do need the vision board. <laughs> yeah, to be I'm fair. working on it. I'm working. So, on and do we do we get a handle on how many times Yeehaw happened in the episode? I mean, let's say five, which I, is really I think six more. Two I, think I like was going to say like seven ten. or eight, yeah, yeah at mm. least. Um, but anyway, that's the end of the episode. You guys, come on back. Uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes. One-star review. Five-star <laughs> review, but say negative things about Chan in it, please. And uh, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowingishalfthepodcast. Uh, until then, I am Ray Stacanis. I am at Almighty Ray. Uh, Robert Chan at 999 RPMs. Check out my podcast, sciencetricks.com. Yay. I am Gina Ippolito, and I'm at Gina Ippy. And you guys just did Doctor Who Live. So if you do that again, check that out here in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I'll put that out there. It's, it looked like a fun show. It mm. was a fun Second show. Second and fourth uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday. Second and fourth month. Saturday of so every month at 10 Visiting Except Hollywood, man. December. I don't know. Come on by. We'll yeah. do it. Uh, until then, guys, we'll catch you for Know Your Joe. Good night. I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.